Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you <clears throat> to our prayer call this morning. Hallelujah. This is our opportunity. This is Heather Dawson once again, and I'm delighted that we are coming together to hear an uplifting word and to pray as we start this day. As these days are passing and we see lives everywhere being affected by this COVID-19 and we are told to stay home, to not leave, don't go anymore, any more places than where what you absolutely have to, it's causing, it's causing many to face difficulties concerning their lives. Many on this line this morning are pondering about life and how everything has been put on pause. You think about <clears throat> you think about the blood, the sweat, the tears that you put into making a quality life for yourself and your family, and you think about the possibility of losing it all. Our blood represents life and our sweat, the labor poured into succeeding, and our tears have caused us to persevere when it would have been much easier to give up. But in Psalms 30, verse 5, God has a promise for us. And every promise in his book is true. God has promised us that weeping, weeping may endure for the night. But listen, saints, joy will come with the rising sun. This is a new day in which we can rejoice in our God. It may look dim and dark all around us. We, hear, uh, we don't hear good things if you turn on the news. But you know what? Don't focus on that. Focus on him. Our focus should be on him, the redeemer of our lives. So we greet, <clears throat> excuse me, we greet Father God, and we greet the Lord Jesus, and we greet the Holy Spirit, and we say good morning to you. Good morning, and we are welcome. We welcome. We welcome you on this call. Father, we long for your presence. We long to feel your presence. We long to know that you are near. We want to be comforted by your presence. We want to be encouraged by your presence. We want hope to stay alive in us, Father. But most of all, Father, we want to be repentant before you this day. You're speaking, Father, if we but listen. And we'll be able to see if we will but look through your eyes. Father, cause everyone on this line this morning, cause everyone on this line this morning, Father, to go before you and to keep their hope alive, to live in your word, Father. So I greet all the pastors and their members that may have joined us this morning and the family of New Destiny. We miss each other. 
We miss not being able to gather together. And I also want to welcome those that travel the nations on their knees in prayer, the intercessors that go before God and spend time seeking his faith. May you be encouraged today and may you be lifted up. So welcome, welcome to all of you. And I also greet our bishop this morning and Pastor Adrian. I welcome you this morning. And I say good morning to you. And how are you doing this morning? Mother, I am doing excellent. And good morning to everyone on the line. I am doing excellent. And I feel great this morning. Amen. Amen. Yes. Praise God. So, all right, before our bishop comes and brings us a word this morning, settle in. I just want to say that to you. Settle in. Get prepared. Because it isn't bishop that's bringing the word. It is the Lord Jesus bringing a word. It is coming through him this morning. So just be prepared. Open yourself up to receive. Father, this is the day that you have made. And we are grateful for it, Father. We woke up. We have life today. We love and adore you. Now bring a word of encouragement, a word of hope through Bishop this morning. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Bishop, it is all yours. Thank you so much, Elder Heather. I want to also say, as Elder Heather said, settle in. I want to say settle down. Settle down. It's all right. It's okay. Everything's good. Let me first start off by saying uh, good morning to everyone online. Good morning to every pastor. I greet you in our name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And good morning to all the intercessors. Your, your, your role in society, in history, is so vitally important today. And so I want to thank you for your call and the gift of God that is on your life. It is so desperately needed, not just for the church, but also for the world, for humanity. For humanity. I think this thing would be spreading even faster and even worse if it had not been for your intercession. So thank you. Good morning to all of the members of New Destiny Church and all churches all around the nation. And if you're calling from out of the country, we say good morning to you. I want to go back to yesterday first before we move forward into today. I understand there's many people on the line. You couldn't get on stream yesterday for some apparent reason. And so our tech people have gone out to figure out what happened yesterday with the live stream. And so what happened yesterday, it wasn't on our part. All of our equipment and our platform, that's the proper terminology. Excuse me. It's amazing how you start learning this stuff that you have no clue about. But our platform works perfectly well. What happened? Comcast in Michigan, one of their legs shut down, and it shut down across the nation. 
And so that gave you problems with looping, freezing, all those different types of things when you were trying to get on on yesterday and many of you could not come to church. You know, it's a bad thing, but also I look at it as a good thing. You know, it's kind of like looking at the glass half empty or half full. I'm going to always look at everything half full. That's just how, how I am. You know, I'm optimistic, and, and that's just, you know, I'm just going to try to believe the best in, um, in every situation. Now, here's what I mean by that, is that the good part about it is that people are trying to come to church. That's what happens. So systems are shutting down, and they're not prepared for this many people getting on a platform at one time or all at the same time. So now it's causing them to go and upgrade their technology so that we can use the technology to come to church. Now, here's the solution, because if they don't find a solution, which I'm quite sure they will, but we found a solution. And I'm going to share the solution with you today that are on this line. Then we'll get over to the Word, and then we'll pray. But, this, see, this is the advantage of getting up early. You get the news before everybody else. So here's the solution, because immediately after service, we go into a debrief, and we figure out how, you know, how things went and how can we actually do things better because we want to operate in excellence and serve you in a greater way. And so in that particular meeting, it was determined that if you cannot get in through our regular streaming component, our regular streaming component, then go over to Facebook Live, and that platform works perfectly well. And many of you went over there yesterday, and you saw that platform is working, um, you know, perfectly well. So I was in a meeting with the Facebook operators last week, and one of the things that the Facebook operators said was that Facebook is doing everything in their power to make sure our Christian content is coming through on Sundays. And I think that's absolutely powerful. I didn't even know so many Christians working in Facebook. But the person that's over that particular platform of that department uh, was in, we were in, we were in a virtual meeting with them, and I thought that was absolutely powerful that they're trying to get the message of hope out across the nation. So let's thank God for them. Let's pray for them because they're going to make sure our Christian content get get out there. Now, if you notice, last week all of the Christian content across the platform was deleted. And a lot of people saying, you know what, this is coming up against Christianity. Look at this, uh, the devil, da, da, da. and no, that's not what happened because they deal with it in the meeting. What happened, a virus got in the system, and they had to go in and delete a lot of content. It just so happened it was the Christian's content so and some other content. So that's what happened in that case, and, you know, these things happen in cases like this, you know. So be careful. Uh, you know, the enemy is in the details. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. And a lot of times when things happen like this, bad people try to capitalize on good people 
through all this technology. So be careful with the emails that you open. Be careful with the text messages you're getting saying that, you know, there was an error with your Facebook page and this, that, and the other, and then you open up that email, then all of a sudden a virus just shot through your device and it's grabbing all your information. So be very, very selective, very sensitive to the Holy Spirit of what you open today because there's people out there that are dark and people out there that are evil. The Bible says, let's get into the Word. And once again, good morning, man. As Mother said, I miss you all so much. Uh, I was about to say, I can't wait to see you. I'm going to hug you. I don't know if I'm going to do that just yet. <laughs> but we're going we're, we're gonna, to, it's going to be good to be together again. And even as I said in church yesterday, when the doors of the church open, there's not going to be a seat in the house because people now see the opportunity we have in worshiping God. We're like a third world country now. The gospel has been taken away from us. I remember when I was in a third world country, actually I was in Saudi Arabia, and in Saudi Arabia they had underground church. They couldn't worship God, you know, above the surface, out in the public and all these types of things. And so they had to go underground to worship God and celebrate the goodness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, in America, we've always had that freedom, and it's not like we don't have that freedom today. We still kind of have that freedom today, but those freedoms now are being attacked, and they're being compromised. And we have to understand that the Bible says in Matthew 5, verse um, uh, 45, remember uh First, let me go here first. Elijah called for there not to be any rain. And, and, and basically when Elijah called for there not to be any rain, famine hit the land and everything started drying up. And one thing you've got to understand is Elijah called, called for it to stop raining. But you've got to understand when you look behind that scripture and find out why did Elijah ask God, to have it stop raining. This guy just released a prayer, and he said, there will be no rain or dew according to my word. And God heard him. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. God heard him, and it stopped raining. And the reason why, because people like today had stopped serving God. Every man had gone his own way and forgotten about the Lord. And that's what's happening today. But, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. That famine also hit Elijah. And therefore, he had to go to the brook, and the brook dried up, and then he had to go over to the widow woman for her to give him some bread and, and, and provide for him in the midst of the famine. But we've got to understand, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. That's Matthew 5, verse 45. To show that you are the children of your Father who is in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the wicked and on the good and makes the rain to fall upon the upright and the wrongdoers alike. So he calls it the rain on the just and the unjust. What am I saying? I'm saying we're in this crisis all at the same time. But you know something? I got up yesterday really early. I was up like 3.30 in the morning praying, interceding. And I got an <laughs> email from the Lord. And it made me so excited because God pretty much told me, he said, this thing will blow over. This, too, will come to pass. It will come to pass. And you have to understand, it's just a season. That's the word. It's just a season. It's just a season. 
And remember that. It's just a season. Seasons come and seasons go. When we understand seasons, we're in a crisis, but seasons come. A crisis is an uncontrollable event. You cannot control a crisis. Nobody can control this crisis that we're currently in. The government can say whatever the government going to say, and I thank God for them, you know, trying to figure out what in the world is going on. But a crisis is an event over which we have no control over. And there's no control over this. So you can't say, oh, we're going to be back at church at this particular time. Man doesn't hold that in his hand. The only person that holds the release of when things are going to come back to some level of what we call normal or whatever the new normal will be, will be God. And that's what we have to understand. But men have to get their hearts right with God, especially now. As I said, we're in a season. Seasons come and seasons go. Just like it's winter, then spring comes, summer comes, fall comes. Seasons come, the seasons go. Now, listen to me, because this is what I heard in my spirit yesterday. We're in a season. Don't let this season rob you of your hope. It's just in a season. It's going to blow over. It's going to blow over. And so the Bible says, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. This is Proverbs 13, verse 12. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And if we need anything, we need hope for our hearts. Last week we talked about hope that anchors the soul. That's the mind, your will, your emotion, the seat of your intellect. Now you need hope for the heart. Hope for the, the place where you believe God. The place where faith is birthed out of and faith and the things that you desire comes from, you need hope from your heart. The New Living Translation says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. The dream fulfilled. And our dream and our desire will be fulfilled. God God is coming through. I don't want to say God's going to come through. God is already coming through for us. And that's what we have to understand. When you look at the world today from whichever viewer you're looking at it, from the lenses that you're able to look at it, whether it's through TV, whether it's through social media, or however you go outside for a little bit to do your essential shopping or whatever and go back home, it looks like disappointment is around every corner you look today. People are disappointed because their lives are thrown off. And my question is, how do you cope when anxiety is being injected into your society? How do you cope? When everything that you know and everything that you're trusted in is under attack. If you think about it, your 401Ks, your IRAs, your jobs, your relationships, your freedoms, even your peace at home. And I've always said one place you should have peace and it should be at home. Don't let the enemy come and rob you of your peace at home because what does it do? It starts messing with your heart. You don't know how to cope. You don't know how to deal effectively with something in times of difficulty because that's what hope does. And there's so many people that are hoping for things in their life and the very things that they're hoping for, it seems like they will never come to pass, especially right now. But that's not true. 
Just because things that you've hoped for and things that you dreamt about haven't come to pass doesn't mean you should give up on them. You have to remain hopeful. Hear when I say this. You have to remain hopeful because we've got to begin to understand the power of hope. I said this yesterday. Hope, you know, is it this wishy-washy maybe or kind of uncertain optimism? No. That's the world's definition of hope, all that wishy-washy stuff. But when you look at the biblical standard of hope, it's an indication of certainty. It's a strong and confident expectation. Matter of fact, it's an earnest expectation. What? That some good is going to come out of this thing. Real Bible hope doesn't give up on you. You give up on it. And so we got to get to the point where we're not giving up on hope. Because hope won't give up on you if you don't give up on it. Hope will come through for you. Because I come to understand that hope is hard to kill. But even if hope dies, just like Jesus, it has a way of coming back to life. Hope has resurrection power. That's powerful, isn't it? Hope has resurrection power. Because here's what's happening. Many men's hearts are failing them right now. And that's what the Bible says in Luke 21, verse 16. I'm going to give you the scripture, and I'm going to pray for you. Many men's hearts failing them for the fear and the expectation of those things which are coming upon the face of the earth. Another translation says men's, men will faint from fear and anxiety over what is coming upon the earth. And that's what we see today. Men are fainting. Where are they fainting? They're fainting in their heart. A sick heart is a heart that cannot believe God, nor will it believe God's word. Because everything in life is birthed out of your belief system. It's birthed out of your heart. The enemy starts at the head, but he's not after your head. He has to wait. He has to have a way of getting in the gate. And your, your, your mind is just a gate. He's after the heart. He don't want you to believe God. For with the heart, man believes. With the heart, man believes. This is just a test. It's just a season. This, too, will come to pass. And we got to understand that. This, too, will come to pass. I'm going to say that one more time. This, too, shall come to pass. Because when you're in the midst of a crisis... A crisis, watch this, it affects, it begins to release fear, trauma, depression, despair, frustration, anxiety, isolation, which causes loneliness, all these things. I keep going, going on and on. But let me tell you something. We have to trust in God like we never trust in the Lord before. Father, today we trust you. We didn't get up. Just the chit-chat on the line. We got up to hear from heaven. And Father, I get it. And those that are on the line, we get it. That we intercede on the behalf of this nation. We intercede on the behalf of the world. That Father, we just won't go back to the old way of doing things because the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers and I believe that he's also blinded the minds of some believers. But, Father, I declare those spiritual cataracts will fall off their eyes today. 
and they'll begin to hope in you again, that they'll begin to trust in you again. They'll begin to love on you again. Father, yes, we're praying for comfort for ourselves and comfort for members of churches and comforts for the body of Christ, but who's praying for comfort for you, almighty God? Father, we pray this morning that your anger be turned back in the name of Jesus. That, Father, your grace and your mercy will continue to be poured out on the earth ram. Father, we pray against this coronavirus, and, Father God, we declare it loses its power, even as a Category 5 will begin to lose its power. Father God, we declare it will begin to lose its power in the name of Jesus to the point it will cease to exist. But, Father, not without repentance, because repentance precedes everything. And I thank you, Father, that people all around the world, men and women and children, will repent, and they will return to that ancient path. They'll return their hearts back to you, Lord God, not just for a little casual time and a little casual play-play church, but we will be serious about, Lord God, our relation with you, Father. I pray for those that are on this line today, those that are sick and in need of healing. Father God, it seems like this, Lord God, coronavirus has uh, overshadowed everything. And so now we're no longer praying for people who have cancer and people who have lupus and people who have back pains and people who have different types of illnesses going on in their body. And child of God, I declare the power of the Most High God rise up on you and you be ye healed in the name of Jesus. I come up against fear, and I come up against timidity. I come up against doubt. I come up against depression. I come up against anxiety, and I declare it has no power. It has no dominion, and it has no authority in your life. David said, I have been young, and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed bagging bread. And I declare to you, child of God, this morning, God will not leave you. God will not drop you. God will not let you down, you who buy up under the shadow of the Most High God in the name of Jesus. Man, we thank you for your dwelling place, Father. For you dwell in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For He is your shield and you're covered by God. And so, Father, we thank you for and we bless you for it. And we declare it so in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about the rest of you on that line, but you should have hope renewed in you from just what we heard this morning. You know, Bishop, you made a statement at the very beginning before you even got into the word this morning. And I wrote it down because it just, it, it grabbed me and it, You said, we're learning things we never knew before in reference to how all of this uh, internetting and all that is having to take place. But when I wrote it down, we're learning things we never knew before. That's what is happening. God is saying, I am getting your attention. I want your attention focused on me. And God says, I am going to teach you things that you never knew before. If we but will humble ourselves before a mighty God. So thank you, Bishop, for bringing 
information to us this morning that was good. And when you said it rains on the just and the unjust, that's hard. That's hard. Lord, why? But you know what? God is speaking not just to the sinner. He is speaking to the church. He is trying to get his ecclesia together. You know why? Because the greatest harvest of souls is coming. Where is our focus? Our focus is on all the things that are occurring around us. But God says, I want you to focus on me and me alone. So, you know what? Prepare. And like Bishop said, keep peace in your home. That's your sanctuary. Don't let the enemy rob you of your sanctuary where your peace is. At this time, I'm going to ask Tracy George if she will come, and she's going to pray for the requests um, that have been sent to us through our website. Good morning. Good morning, honey. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yes, (laughs) praise God. Good morning to all. We we have three prayer requests today, and I want to say um, Psalms 121 and 1 says, our help is on the way because our help is in the Lord. First things first. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to pray for the people. I thank Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Elder Heather, visiting ministers, and all who are on the call today. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory to come before your throne to petition these prayer requests for Jasmine Cook, who is asking for a healthy relationship spiritually, physically, and mentally with her father's son. She's also asking for prayer against a toxic relationship physically and mentally with her father's son. She's praying for a brighter future for her son. We ask, Father, Bell Parazine, that the chain breaker will show up and show out in this family's life. We break the chains of discord in this family's life, and we bind the love and peace and unity in Jesus' name. Father, we're seeking you asking you according to Matthew 6 and 33, seeking your kingdom and righteousness for a healthy relationship for this family to be added to them in the name of Jesus. The next prayer request is from Alexandria Townsend, who is requesting prayers for an apartment, a place that she can call home. For wisdom, she's asking for favor to live a healthy life in God. She's asking for prayer to get rid of toxic relationships. She's praying for a soundness of mind in Christ as well as a heart to be determined to trust in God and serve God. So we pray, omnipotent Father, all-powerful Father, we know that you know you are everything to us and you know all things. As we stand in the gap for Alexandra asking you to grant her wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and to keep her and to help her make the right decisions. According to James 1 and 5, the Living Bible says, if you want to know him, then ask and ask for wisdom. We ask that you give her, uh, uh, you surround her with love and favor, God. According to Mark 10 and 27, with man is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Alexandra is asking for a solid relationship with you, God. 
Help her, God, to be like the deer panting after water to chase after you. Be a God chaser, according to Psalms 42 and 1. Father God, we are asking that you put her, put your super on her natural, Father. Be her Jehovah Jireh, Father, her provider in Jesus' name. Father God, you have not given Alexandra a spirit of fear, but of love and of, a pow- of power and of a sound mind, according to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Father, we pray, Lord God, for Casey, who is asking for healing, deliverance. Casey wants to attend our in-school with the required prerequisites from previous admittance. Lord, have your way in Casey's life. Lord, have your way in his life. We pray for Casey to receive healing and deliverance in Jesus' name. For God knows everything about Casey. God knows the number of hairs on Casey's head, according to Matthew 10 and 30. Therefore, he knows exactly what Casey needs. Father, Casey will, will be... Let your your will be done in KC's life. Thy kingdom come. We pray Psalms 107 and 20 to him. Pray over KC that God will deliver him. And you spoke a word, and it was done in Jesus' name, that he is delivered and healed in the name of Jesus. You're the way maker, Jehovah Jireh for KC. Be Bell Perazim to KC. Break the chains of darkness off of KC's life in Jesus' name, and to never return in Jesus' name. We pray the peace, judge joy, love, and the Holy Ghost to Casey. We pray Psalms for uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 over Casey's life that Casey will trust in the Lord wholeheartedly. Therefore, God promises to direct this path in Jesus' name. We pray God good success over Casey according to Joshua 1 and 8, which says to meditate day and night on the word of God. Therefore, Casey will have good success in Jesus' name. Not Casey's will, but God's will be done in Casey's life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. My pleasure. Praise God. (laughs) Yes, we believe. Therefore, what? We receive. If we believe, we receive. Amen? So remember, send in your prayer request. You just have to go to our website newdestiny.online and right there there is a link and you just click on that and send in your request because it is an honor and it is a privilege to pray for one another bishop how about it have you got more thoughts for us this morning because (laughs) hope is strong on the line this morning (laughs) i feel great uh yes i want to say this i should have said it at the top of the service but it's okay uh, you can view yesterday's broadcast. You can view yesterday's broadcast by going over to our YouTube page, that's newdestiny.tv, and the entire service is made available over there for your viewing if you didn't get a chance to attend service on yesterday. In my closing, I want to say uh, this is a season, as I began earlier, saying that. This is a season. We're in a season. Don't let this season rob you of your hope. Now, this is a season of preparation. It's a season of preparation. Okay? I want you to hear this when I say it. This is a season of preparation. That's what you do in seasons. In the season that you're in, you prepare for the next season. Notice you're in a season of rest. So get some rest. But go to work. Now you're probably saying, that doesn't make sense. What do you mean go to work, Bishop? They didn't shut us down. We can't go to work. 
I didn't say go to your job. I said go to work. Go to work. See, there's a difference between your job and your work. All right? A job is where an employer taps into your labor. Work taps into your gift. Wake up your gift. Unplug from the matrix, the TV, the Internet, and all of that. And find out what can you do to help humanity today. See, it's in the midst of crisis people are nice to you. I went into the office to do church yesterday. Went into the church. I, I was doing the coffee run for some people. And the person in front of me purchased all of my drinks. And I had more than one drink. And I had to be close to 20 bucks. And that blessed me. And so what I did, I purchased the person's drinks behind me. You see, in crisis, people who are at war look for ways to be at peace. In crisis, the playing field is leveled. The rich man and the poor man can come together and reason and see eye to eye. Because things we cared about and things that we thought were very important, they're so minute now. There's more attention being put on toilet paper than anything else, and I find that very interesting. But crisis brings unity because God uses crisis as an opportunity to turn people's hearts back to him. So this is a season of preparation. Once again, while it's still day, go to work. Tap into your gift. This is my gift, inspiring people, giving people hope, helping people understand the principles and the dynamics of faith, helping people understand that your relationship with God is the most important and the most valuable thing that you possess. Thank you all so much for your time. Pastor Adrian and I love you dearly. Be blessed today. And looking forward to seeing you on the call on tomorrow. Invite somebody who is in desperate need of hope in God. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you so much. You know, it's, uh, you know, as he said, you know, uh, tap into your, to your giftings. You know, go to work. But you know, one other thing, too. It's very easy when we're at home and we can't go anywhere to not do just your ordinary routine. Get up, shower, get dressed, put makeup on if you want makeup on. Do what you normally do. Try and keep that order going. It will make you feel better. And then, of course, spend time. Spend time blessing others. Pick up the phone. Make a phone call. All of those things. The Holy Spirit will guide you as to what you should and to whom you should. So let me close out in prayer 
And then we're going to open up the lines and we're just going to worship our God. So, Father, we thank you for this time today. It has been filled with hope. And I ask, Father, that we see what you are doing in the earth today, that it is you and you are resetting the borders and boundaries are being reestablished. You are drawing the lines between the pure and the profane, the holy and the unholy, the righteous and the wicked. We know that you have purpose in all that you do. And may we be found under your covering this day. Father, we repent of our ways, asking forgiveness for not loving you first. And we lay aside the ways of this world. We become kingdom people. May we have passion and may we weep for the lost as Jesus did. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Open the lines. Thank you. 
Because of the blood of Jesus. We declare the heart of man, woman, and child is and that love is still in the hearts of the people, Father God. Father God, make this world, Father God, you see and remove the world, breathe, Father God, on this earth, breathe, blow the wind and let the world, the earth, stand, Father God, as you breathe on it, and blow this, this virus away, Father God, let it blow out into the space, Father God, let it not be used anymore, Lord, Lord Jesus, as the world stands, breathe on this earth, blow this fire out, cleanse the land, Father God. Cleanse the people, cleanse the things that are going on, Lord Jesus. Cleanse the man of the man's heart, Cleanse the man of the heart, Spirit. Because we trust you and believe in you, oh Lord Jesus. Because you have all the power. You have the power in your hands. What has been spoken unto you? No one has been able to know that you have never taken this prayer. That God has heard that prayer. And Jesus takes them to the Lord. He will do a new thing. He will be magnified. Because you, you will learn the Lord Jesus. That's why we go through this while our eyes are open. While we see what's going on in this earth, let it be the Father God that you come forth and you blow this wind and you blow it out, O Lord Jesus. You believe and you see because you have When you created this earth, O Lord Jesus, you knew what you wanted for this earth. So, Father God, we ask in your name that you come forth and you blow and you blow and you blow, Father God, so that you would move these things right now because your people are crying out to you. Father God, let it be that as we go during this time, no matter how long it takes, Change the heart of your people, Change the heart of your people so they can be a better man, a better woman, and a better child. Change the heart of your people, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because we know that you can and we know that you will. We know that, Father God, that we stand firmly upon the rock of salvation.
and believe in your word. We crown just like that. Rain down, Because we trust you to come down, Father God, if you can do your work. And we pray, Lord, just that you have the power. You got the power, Lord Jesus, to do this, Father God. Use it and do it through us, Lord Jesus, because we're the instruments being here in the kingdom. That you will move, Father God, because of the prayers that are coming for us. The people are trusting you, oh Lord, they're believing in you, and they're relying on you, Lord Jesus. Father God, that you and you alone can make a change, Father God. We believe your people, Father God. We believe that you can. We believe that your blood can do all things. That your hand can do all things. If you created it, Father God, that you can make a change in it. If you're using these people, oh Lord Jesus, to make a change in this kingdom, Father God, use your people to make this change in this kingdom. Let them come forth to you, Father God, with loving open arms, Father God. And let it be, oh Lord Jesus, that they will come forth. I'm fully upon the throne having the blood of right to do so. As a unity of one, Father God, not a unity of men, but a unity of one, oh Lord Jesus. And that you will hear all that they And that they're trusting you, oh Lord. As they bow down unto you, oh Lord, they're coming forth to the throne to ask you to save this world, oh Lord Jesus. Save many lives, oh Lord Heal these people, Heal them that they never can believe with the God that was going to cry. Heal them of these infirmities that's trying to We rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. It cannot have its way. Our paper will be changed, my Lord Jesus. We have a part of the earth. We will come together to say, my Lord, our Lord, that He's put in on our throne. He's still in on our throne. Oh Lord Jesus, just come and have your way. Move at this time, Father God, to make your people be a unity of one and not different people, oh Lord Jesus. Let it be that they will be like a unity of one world. We praise you, we glorify you, we magnify you because we know that you can do it, oh Lord Jesus. So blow on this world, oh Lord Jesus, and get your people to see that you're blowing everything out that is not of God. You're blowing everything out, Father God, that could change. You're blowing everything out that we will look the same. It won't matter about the color of our skin. That we will all be the same. One blood, one environment, one one vein, one white cell, one red cell, one marrow, one, one muscle, one tissue, one bone, Father God. Because you can do it, oh Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God, because we know that this is your kingdom and not ours. We're just in here, Father God, to be used to spread the word about what our God can do. So, Father God, move, Father God. Let the world spin and let you blow on the world, Father God. And as you blow on the world, Father God, you're blowing the destiny of love, Father God. You're blowing the destiny of love, Father God, on this world. So let the world spin, Father God, and you blow on it right now in the name of Jesus and cleanse it of any and all infirmities. We praise you, we glorify you, and we magnify you. Because you alone have all encompassing power, Master God. We're standing in and believing in your Father God, that you can do it. Because if you've done it once, you can do it again. Father God, when the loop, when the locusts came, you changed that, Father God. So we praise you right now, Father God, because we know that you can do it. We honor you. We praise you, Father God. We stand guard on the enemy because he will not come in to win. We rebuke him right now in the name of Jesus. The blood, the blood, the blood can win all things, O oh Lord Jesus. 
So we thank you this morning, Father God. As we stand in the gap, and Father God, we speak into the angels to go forth, to command the world, Father God, to get ready to do what it's about to do. To command the world to do what it's about to do. And so, Father God, we thank you right now because we know that, Father God, we can dispatch the angels to go forth and command and do what they need stand guard on, on the people's behalf, Lord Jesus. We know that, Father God, that you can do it. We're asking you to move the mountains that are entering that, Father God. Bring forth your people, change their hearts, change their love, change their focus, change their, Father God, how they look at things, change your Father God, how they even seem to think things, things are, Father God. Change their hearts and change their love right now, Father God. This is the period of love, oh Lord Jesus. Come in and have your way, oh Lord Jesus. Come in and have your way over your people. Move in a mighty way, Master God, like only you can move, oh Lord Jesus. The country and the world need you, oh Lord, right now. So move, Lord. Move, Lord. Come in and show us the power of your hand, the power of your love, the power in which you change all things. We're trusting and believing in your word, oh Master God. Because we know that the foundation of your word is true and it will never change. So we love you and we praise you, Father God. Because we stand on the rock of salvation, believing and receiving that your word will do it. You said that we can use our mouths to declare and decree a thing that shall be done. So show up, Almighty God. Show up, Almighty God. Show up, Almighty God. Show up, Almighty God. We believe that, Father God. That you will stand in the gap for your people, Father God. That you will stand in the gap for them when they decree and they speak unto you. Because they know that they can trust you and believe in you. They can trust you and they will never waver, Father God. They will trust and believe in you, what you're doing and what you're doing in this world. It's not about a city, it's not about a state, and it's not about a nation. It's about the world, oh Lord Jesus. Because you not only impact one, you impacted the world, Father God. To make a change around the world, oh Master God. So we thank you, Father God, because we trust you and we stand on your living word. We stand on your living word. We trust your living word and we stand on your living word. Because we know that, Father God, that you can do it. We believe and we receive the most holy faith, all the things in which we speak and declare into the hands. Come in and move, Father God. Those who are sick, you will heal. Those who are being attacked, you will save. Those who don't know you will bring them around. They will no longer be lost. Those, Father God, that don't know you, they will learn to know you. Those, Father God, who have been reaching out to you for a long time, they will now find you. And if they will stand with you, Father God, they won't wait until they stay We believe when we receive the most holy faith that we have faith in you. That you will do it, that you will do it. That you will do it. We believe it, Father God. We believe it, Father God. We won't waver. If you've done it for one, you'll do it for another. If you did it for those in your living way, that you will do it in this now time right here. We praise you, Master God. We praise you, Father God. We praise you, Father God. God. Because we know that you can. And we know that you will. And we believe in you. Father God, that it's already done and we're walking out. We won't look at where we are right now. We repent for any and all errors in which we have done for you. Forgive us of any and all of our sins. Hear our cry, Father God. And let us be new in the, in the presence of you, Father God. Let us be new in the presence of you. Because we know, Lord Jesus, that you'll never leave us nor will you forsake. You said that when we step out that you're right there with us. And you're always carrying us, oh Lord Jesus. We praise you, we glorify you, and we magnify you. Because we know that with you that all these things are possible. And without you, we cannot attain any of these things. But we will speak and declare your word, and it shall be done. 
because we know we have given our lives unto you. We have given our hearts unto you, O oh Lord Jesus. We have given our thoughts unto you, O oh Lord Jesus. Lord, we have given everything that we have unto you, O oh Lord Jesus, at this time, Father God. We believe and receive in all these people we are praying. Father God, hear our cry. You know each and every voice. You know each and every person around this world that's calling on your name. You know everybody that's calling on you, O oh Lord Jesus. Everybody is calling on you, O oh Lord Jesus. So hear your people, Master God. Don't do what you do. Show up and show up mightily, O oh Lord Jesus. Show up and show up mightily, O oh Lord Jesus. It's because of you that we stand here this morning. Because your love, your grace, and your mercy have seen us through one. You have seen us through many battles, O oh Lord Jesus. And so you never left us as we went through the battles, O oh Lord Jesus. And we're standing at the battle, Father God, at the battle gate, ready to be the armor bearers, Father God. We have our armors in our shoes. Ready to do the work, Father God. Lord Jesus. Ready for the battle, Father God. We're ready. We're the soldiers, Father God, in the army. And we're ready to stand the guard, Father God. We're ready to stand the guard and stand at the wall, Father God. Ready to go to battle and to do the work for the kingdom of God. Ready to do the work for the kingdom of God. Not just in one location, but worldwide, oh Lord Jesus. This is the time that you set up, oh Lord. You knew that this was coming. And you knew that you would be needing all of us to stand in the gap, oh Lord Jesus. So we praise you, we glorify you, for you and us to manage the kingdom. To help to speak forth the word. To send forth the prayers. To cover not one, but to cover many, oh Lord Jesus. Give us the power and the utterance and the ability and the agility to press forward, oh Lord Jesus. We praise you, we glorify you, and we magnify you. Because, Father, it's not just city, it's just worldwide. So come in and blow the earth, Father God. Blow your breath on this earth, O oh Lord Jesus. And let it be that when you blow on this earth, Father God, all things will change. Lives will be saved. Illnesses will be changed. People will love, O oh Lord Jesus. People will have a changed heart. And we thank you for what you're about to do. And we speak and declare that it shall be done. As you spoke and declared and created the earth, O oh Lord Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. There's none like you and there never ever will be another like you. Our prayer call has ended for today. Thank you for being on the call. Bless you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.